So, you know, it would be kind of a funny intro for this one, and this is just me just being too wired on too much caffeine, but we should do um, like a group throat warm-up activity, and that's the intro. It's just all three of us just like, just working it out. Or I can just start it off with hold my popcorn. Yeah, you could do that. And you're listening to that, which you are right now. And I'm Max Healy in Asheville, and in uh, Boston, we've got Tim again. How's it going, Timmy? Fantastic, Max. I uh, just watched the Celtics lose a thrilling game in Los Angeles against the Lakers. It was, honestly, I'm being real right now. It was fantastic. It brought me back to, you know, like Celtics, Lakers, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, you know, that era. Like, those games were so good. Mm-hmm. And it also made, it brought my hatred of people from L.A., like, to the forefront again. And I've been missing that deep hatred in my heart. I hold a lot of hatred in my heart, but I feel like there was a hole missing for LA and I'm glad it's back there now. I'm happy to hear that, Tim. Yes. And in uh, Northern California, we have our jazzed up throat expert, John Anishak. How you doing, John? Jazz hands. That's what it's all about today because we are watching emos go through (laughs) emo shit and do little smiley face drugs and that don't, uh, actually make you happy i'm great i'm <laughs> wired i'm ready to go i am ready to fuck max Woo! how are you Woo! i'm great i spent four hours this afternoon just standing in the rain listening to the shins just thinking about how privileged my life is <laughs> the shins are a good band Dude, they're good awesome got them on vinyl yeah. mm-hmm. not great in the rain though no makes you a Vinyl's little bit sad not so good in the rain yeah to be honest that max that right there, that scene you just described, is Garden State. <laughs> That's right. Standing in the rain. That should. That is the wet was the working title for this movie. <laughs> Standing in the rain, listening to the shins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we're wrapping up our ladies' pick a month, where each of our significant others pick the movie of the week, and to close it out, John's lovely wife Lisa selected the 2004 indie soundtrack, indie film. I mean, uh, Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> does have a great soundtrack though. <laughs> That's what this You're movie is a goddamn right. She chose this movie and tell me it did not blow all of our socks off because we all over the same text message chat were like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Nope. <laughs> I, oh. I I'm not gonna I'm gonna go further and say I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Abby and I both really liked it. Yeah, I just I'm finished like, watching. I'm still kind of sad though. That's the only problem. <laughs> I'm a little No, blue. it's a sad movie. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it has its ups and downs. You know, it's life distilled into like a two-hour film. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely watched this in the fetal position with my um, head in my wife's lap. <laughs> um, I was snuggling. And you know what? Everybody needs a bosom. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. John was just channeling infancy this whole time he was watching this movie. I kept trying to go for the umbilical cord, but it wasn't there, so that was a little weird. You know? Freud would have a lot to say about that, John. Well, I mean, if you're going to talk about the ultimate autoerotic asphyxiation experience, then... Hmm. Right. You need to buy yourself a garden hose. Yeah, well, <laughs> you could do that, but, you know, you want mom to come along. <laughs> I was just gonna say before we get into this movie though just like the like the melancholy like aesthetic of this movie like you can almost see Zach Braff writing this in like a rainy hipster coffee shop <laughs> oh yeah Zach Braff I've okay so I 
I have a hunch. I don't know if this is the trivia max, or I don't know if this is even true. I have a hunch this is like pretty autobiographical for Zach Braff because I know he wrote it, and I have a feeling that like he did write this as like some emo kid from you know New Jersey or something like that, right? I I know it's in, it's set in New Jersey. I don't know if he's from there. He is, but um, yeah, he I he definitely and he brought this script out to fucking L.A. And he wanted to get it made and was, like, a shitty waiter for 10 years. And then he got scrubs. And then, like, he finally got some cachet to, like, make this movie. Because, like, before before he was Zach Braff, everyone was like, dude, we're not going to, like, make this movie. People are just going to be slitting their throats in the movie theater. <laughs> Who gives a shit about you <laughs> or your life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, Tim, you're, you're pretty dead on, though. I mean, so he was working in a uh, Vietnamese restaurant when he got the scrubs role. He's from New Jersey. He, um, I was going to say some trivia later on, but I'll just say it now, too. So when he was setting the script out, he also sent the playlist of the movie with the script. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that's huh. how important the music was to this movie. I, I have to say I th- I agree with with it with because it, yeah. it, it was very important. There are a couple scenes that stick out of my mind where I'm just kind of like this scene would have fallen flat in its face if it wasn't for the song that mm-hmm. was playing over it. Yep. So agreed. Yeah. <laughs> also uh if if lisa's listening john just want to thank her for choosing a good movie but like somber movie that's just gonna be difficult to make fun of <laughs> so yeah, this is gonna be that. this might be the most serious analysis of a movie we've ever done <laughs> <laughs> very much no i think this is gonna raise our iq points by like a solid couple points there yeah I mean, she uh, she has been just hand wringing all week, just so concerned about what we're gonna do. Like we started this, she goes, "Is me being here going to like skew your perception of the movie?" I was like, "No, nothing sacred. Let's fucking do this, baby. Come on." <laughs> I, I have to say, if she was playing chess, she this was checkmate. She did a perfect job. There's there's like, really no there's really no way we can like go too too outlandish on this. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> Also, just for all the new listeners out there, last week's episode started with like an action-packed movie trailer of uh, The Sound of Music, and we found a way to insert 50 explosion sound effects into a scene with Captain <laughs> Buntrap dancing with Maria, so challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Start stroking the dark side, baby. Bring it up. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, see, so let's just see if we can have some uh, childish fun with a movie equivalent to being on Xanax during a heavy rainstorm. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Woo! All Woo! right. Well, the movie opens up with Zach Braff's emotionless uh, face on a plane that's crashing. But it's just a dream. So then you cut the camera in from Ferris Bueller's day off lying in his bed listening to his answering machine. Th- I mean, this this room is like the room of Rust and Coal from uh, True Detective. <laughs> it's a bunch of mirror just for his eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was expecting him to get up and start staring in a mirror just made for his eye. This started it off by giving it the subtext, like there was like a one and a half percent chance in my mind this could be a movie about a serial killer. A very roundabout <laughs> way to get there, but it was like okay. There, there's a 1% chance that I am not going to be that surprised if he actually kills people and wears their faces as masks. Like, if you were a landlord and, like, ever walked into his apartment to, like, fix the sink or whatever, you would immediately call the police. You'd be like, ah, there's a serial killer renting an apartment from me. And they'd be like, how, you, how do you know? They'd be like, he has a white bed. The only piece of furniture he has there is a bed with just white sheets, plain white sheets, and he has just a, a phone on the ground. That's all he has in here. 
And they would be like, we'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> also, he has an answering machine. That's just right. enough to prove that he's a serial killer. Yeah. yeah, straight up. Seriously. Like, dude, at this point, when was the movie made? Like 2000? 04. 04? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In 04, uh, wasn't the first iPhone out at this point? Like, if you're depressed, that's like a depressed person's like first like Swiss Army knife. Everything I need is in my hand and with me and fuck everybody else. I'm just going to sit here. Yeah, it's definitely the Razor era for the phones. Oh, four. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Razor's Perfect for an comeback. email because they can slit their wrist with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two for one. Yeah. Hey, just remember, don't do the rookie mistake. You got to go down the tracks, not across them. That's right. Damn. You heard it here first. Hold my popcorn. If you want to kill yourself, that's how you do it. Hey, just saying, you know what? I'm fighting for your right to say it's over. <laughs> Pull my popcorn uh, holds no liability or uh, listeners who end up killing themselves. Uh, we do not condone uh, killing yourself. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Seek we help. Are, yeah, we are. Uh, this is that's for a statement from our lawyer Brady, Brady, and Brady. <laughs> None of which are lawyers. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, speaking of that answer machine, so he gets a call from his dad, his estranged dad, saying that he needs to come home because his mother died. So after hearing this, um, you're listening to this dying cat screeching at a eulogy. And uh, Andrew runs into his grave digger, corpse, heirloom, stealing old friend Mark, played by Peter Sarsgaard, who invites him to a house party. The honestly, like the uh, the aunt singing first laugh out loud moment in this movie. <laughs> so bad. So bad. So funny. Just like such such a believable scene of like the aunt who's like, I need to sing at this, not like having no self-awareness of the fact that she's terrible at singing and that her sister probably hated her. All I could (laughs) visualize during her singing was the Skittles bunny from back in the day. Do y'all remember that commercial? I don't know. So there was somebody who apparently has a bunny that can sing and they trade it for Skittles. Either way, this is what the bunny sounds like. And that's exactly what I was thinking. So look that up. Anybody who's listening. I remember that now. Yeah. 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 I remember that. So good. So that's all I could visualize was like, this woman is a fucking rabbit. (laughs) I was watching this with my wife and she's from Jersey. And the first thing she said when that person started singing was she definitely does community theater. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 My next note here is just Andrew gets pulled over by a douchier North Jersey Charlie Day. (laughs) Motherfucker, you're going 85 and a 25. Put your hands in your motherfucking hand. I think the funniest part, well, okay, so before we get to the the bidding pulled over, the, another funny line from the, another funny line is like, yeah, bro, I'm going to head that after we bury your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good line. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, we can go over immediately. And then of course they're like, oh, well, I got to take a shower first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny and then uh fucking the the funniest part about the whole cop scene is that you don't necessarily like when I, he first got out of the car i thought it was a woman like trying to act tough and then like he i he looked bigger because of perspective and then got there yeah and it was just like i don't know he's been in like he was in like house that actor i forget what his yeah. name is but uh He's very good. Hey, fantastic. your mom died. Yeah. Your mom yeah. died. <laughs> so good. Last time I saw you, you are doing coke off of a bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was time to grow up, dude. Yeah, yeah I had to make some up. changes. 
yeah, I've just seen it move something on. The only thing that made fucking sense, right? So what did you think about my asshole thing? What, what, what do you mean? Like the, the you being a cop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were a dick. So that kind of covers it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then at this house party, Braff smokes some weed, takes ecstasy, and just remains in a numb, detached blur while everyone plays spin the bottle and like starts an orgy or something. Yeah. There's literally an orgy happening around him. Yeah. I, I, that is actually a really good simulation of taking something like that for the first time where you're just like taking the room in just going, why does it, why do I have sports dick right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he was just making out with that 14 year old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that his buddy was like, yeah, they're legal. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, and then the next morning, Andrew has balls written on his forehead as he wakes up to Sheldon from the Big Bang Fury, staring at him, fully dressed as a medieval knight. <laughs> it was so funny. That was so funny. That is just keeps on walking. I think that is was the inspiration for um, The Hangover right there. <laughs> Somebody saw that and was like, yep, that's a night. Wait a second. We could do this. Throw in Mike Tyson. You're good to go. That's also like, inspiration for Big Bang Theory. I mean, yeah. He is playing Sheldon. Right. <laughs> that That's such a like a real scene. Like those those nights where you wake up from like a blackout in like a place you have no idea where you are. You're so disoriented and all of a sudden it's just some weirdo like in the kitchen and you're trying to like you know, not make eye contact with him and you inevitably do. And then you just had this weird moment of like, yep. Yep. I don't know where I am. I don't know who you are, but uh, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And there's someone passed out on the floor in the other room named Bob screaming at you to shut your whore mouth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Memories (laughs) or lack thereof. Yeah. That's, I remember this one time I woke up in this house at a party and I woke up sleeping sideways in a chair and some guy was playing the piano with somebody passed out on the piano seat. He just like moved him <laughs> over a little bit. It's like, what? Like, I need to go home. That's, that's where, what, that's where the human experience comes from. <laughs> so you also find out that Sheldon is a knight from the Renaissance Fair and he's banging Mark's mom. So that's cool. So, so that's what it was. So I I had prepared myself so much to watch this movie that I didn't catch that subtlety. So he yeah. was fucking his mom and he's supposed to be like what, 24? Yeah, they 26. like went all into high school together. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I wonder <laughs> do you think you could imagine getting spanked on that ass with a fucking gauntlet? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious him trying to get up. Nobody's helping him. Yeah, the sword stuck in the chair. Yep. He, he just ate, like, Captain Crunch. <laughs> yes. Like some Fall child cereal. Cereal. Like, it's such a, it was such a weird, like, the, I think, the, like, the reason why it was so funny is because it was, like, you weren't sure until halfway through what was happening. Like, you weren't sure that Sheldon was banging the other guy's mom. You thought, were they brothers? And the mom yeah, was kind of weird. And then because it was like the mom was being motherly to this person that she's friend of her son that she's also banging. It was just like so fucking pretzeled and kind of just gross. Yes. So this is where like if you had Quentin Tarantino as just like a random ass producer where he'd be like, okay, dude, this is where you flash to the scene with him in like full knight armor from like the 
waist up, just woo 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 woo, and just <laughs> yeah yeah like like dude. the uh, the Gerbil scene in uh, Inglorious Bastards exactly yeah. the <laughs> same fucking thing. <laughs> and just his fucking plate mail, just like click 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 yeah click, yeah. And he's just like fucking waving a big old fucking strap of leather in the air. The night <laughs> visor is just flapping up and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like spaceballs. <laughs> 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 going at it. Uh, and then it just pans right back into the sun's into the sun's face. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna have to leave before I fucking kill you. Like that that's what you need. <laughs> so uh, a little bit later Andrew's in the waiting room and he gets like fucked by the service dog when he meets the cute patho- uh, pathological liar Sam played by Natalie Portman. Kick yeah. him in the balls. <laughs> Kick, Kick the dog in the balls. balls. <laughs> that's actually a pretty good mantra. Um, if I ever have a daughter, that's what I'm going to tell her for most, like about 85% yeah. of the situations you get stuck in in life. <laughs> just, just kick them in the balls. In the balls. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, think about two it. Of them. <laughs> I mean, coyote, wolf, bull, male, Epstein, like whatever you got to do, just <laughs> fucking kick them in the balls. Like, <laughs> do you, Max, do you remember like we were in middle school it like it was at Sparrow School or middle school, and we had to have a an assembly because the girls like it was it became like this fad that they were like wearing clogs, running around kicking guys in the balls. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they had we had to have like they they had an assembly. They called everyone together and they're like, "Girls, you cannot kick <laughs> the guys in the balls anymore. It's really bad for them. You could like permanently damage them for the rest of their lives." Like it was like two weeks, and then the administration was like, "Oh my god!" Like someone must have like literally popped a ball that we didn't know about. And they were like, "This can't continue." That was me. That was you. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, like, but isn't that why we have two? So you can take that hit, you know, and yeah, still yeah, be ask, able ask to Lance like Armstrong. I mean, fuck Lance. Yeah, yep. well, he had pr- he was on chemicals. Okay, true, <laughs> as the French would say. Point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, Natalie Portman saying retarded like twenty five times. That would not fly today. Like she is so no. PC, she would never do it today. Oh, well, yeah. I flinched every time she said it. I was like, eh. like I've been, no. you know, I've gotten the programming, which is great. It's like, all right, this isn't the terminology, but we're getting so old at this point that we're a couple steps behind. It's like, eh, but still, fuck. I know. Can't yeah. say that word. I remember when Paco said the f word a couple times on here. Like I literally cringed. It's just yeah. not something that's in the, no, the no. vernacular anymore, you know? No. no yeah, cunt is totally cool. We can say that all we want. The, the yeah. only no person to that exist one. that could say... I feel say, like cunt's coming, becoming, like, popular now. It's making a cunt back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dad right. jokes, high five. So, like, only Louis C.K., before he it came out that he was jacking off in front of everybody, could say all of the bad words in the English language as well, a racist white guy and get away with it. Right. But yeah. uh, then apparently you lose that power if you jack off at people, mm-hmm. which was the issue, is that it was at people, um, yeah. which is strange to me. I I remember being told, uh, you know, to not jack. Well, I don't really need, I don't think I needed to be told, but, you know, I, I know you're not supposed to jack off at people. No, not unless at they them. want you. To. I mean that that becomes a sex crime. And also, right. speaking of this movie, uh, I feel like there would have been a really good awkward like getting caught jacking off scene in here in like the the, the, the final cut. If they yeah. really knew what they were doing in the peephole scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, 
with Method Man going, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So also during this, though, um, just the, the indie hipster vibes like kicking the full force when Sam makes Andrew listen to the shins on her headphones. Yeah. <laughs> it's like full blown. Good song, though. I would be lying yeah. to you if I'd say that when after Lisa and I finished watching this movie, we didn't turn that album on on vinyl. So, yeah, I'd, dude, I love that song. Yeah, it's great. Yep. Yeah, we got that on vinyl, too. Woo! Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a girl and you were born between, I think, like 1985 and like 1993, you have the shins on a vinyl somewhere. <laughs> and you also <laughs> love Garden State. <laughs> well, I mean, to put it this way, Lisa dusted off the old uh, DVD for this one. Mm. I know Nikki had it too. I sold it a while back though. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It's well like fuck. <laughs> I just think sold it for like a dollar. I'm like, god damn it! I have to rent this for, for three bucks. You We're lost money on that watch deal this again, Nikki. <laughs> nope. No, I'm never going to do a podcast in the future, and we're going to cover this. <laughs> so uh, during this doctor's visit, he finds out that Andrew's been uh, doped up most of his life by a psychiatrist's dad, and he wants to get off the meds for a bit. Dude, I don't know. It sounds pretty sweet to me, being on lithium your whole life. I mean, that would be <laughs> awesome to kind of just be checked out. I would love, I would, I would love to be numb to the world. Well, like, <laughs> lithium at, like, age 45, I feel like, yes, definitely. It's like, well, I don't want to care about my tax bracket anymore. Like, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing I want to solve. After this, Andrew then goes to Sam's Hamster Amusement Park home, where Sam shares her quirkiness and philosophy on how to be unique. And then she cries at her hamster's funeral after hearing about Andrew's mom dying. So Sam's bipolar, right? I mean, she's just like, she just bangs off like the manic. The, yeah, she just like bangs off the two poles. She's just like, I am depressed about my hamster. Whoop! I'm I'm up dancing around. <laughs> so, but happening? we're not gonna kiss. That would be let's, exhausting. Let's rewind like a solid fifteen seconds earlier. Um, where he walks into this house, he's immediately assaulted by two Doberman pinchers. <laughs> yeah. There is a dead hamster being waved in his face by a mother that he didn't know existed. Um, there are hamster tubes all over the house. Uh, immediately, what came into my mind was the little fucking minions running around the room going, wee 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 <laughs> like, run! Run for yeah. your goddamn life, buddy! And she keeps giving him outs, like, you could, you could run now. I'll chase you, but you could run. <laughs> I'll scream, <laughs> but you can run. And there are no less than 72 dead animals buried in the backyard. <laughs> this is the house that your parents told you you can't go to no. alone. No. Also, that house must smell terrible. Oh, yeah. Just dead hamsters everywhere. <laughs> yes. Just stuck in tubes. Oh, God. <laughs> dogs just trying to get at them. Also, the mom in this, um, do you know that actress? Like, have you guys seen The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she, I, I couldn't believe that was her. She is so much skinnier in this. I was like, holy shit. Oh, is she a porker in The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, she's she's a little bit bigger now. She's probably put on a solid 70 pounds since then. <laughs> I I shouldn't have said porker. Was <laughs> <laughs> she like a big fat broad now? <laughs> what? Okay, I've been me too. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. Is this, this going to be our highest female demographic episode ever? All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> you mean I shouldn't just judge her, this woman based solely on her looks and the fact that she is an older woman now and put on a few pounds like anyone else would? Okay, that's inappropriate. Okay, fine. <laughs> Calm down, Bloomberg. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, listen, hey, you know, she should be stopped and frisked. That's all I'm saying. I mean, uh, also, she, also, 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 sign this non-disclosure real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. She didn't like my jokes. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> what? I called her fat. It's funny. She's fat. Yeah. She's, What's she's lying? obviously drinking a lot of soda. <laughs> <laughs> what? This isn't the 80s anymore? <laughs> Fuck. So I heard one of the things about Bloomberg is that he was at a party and he went up or at a wedding and he went to six women and said, all right, it's a wedding. Which one of you is going to be giving me a blowjob? Really? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> that's that's what a billionaire does. That's Except what a billionaire like, who wants to be president does. Honestly, that's what like any any other billionaire that works that works with like, you know, if, like if Richard Branson did that. He's getting a blowjob 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> the only billionaire that doesn't work with is Michael Bloomberg because they're like, yeah, I guess you're a billionaire, but no. Guys. I look like the, the crypt keeper. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tinkle. All Go right. for it. Okay. I'll be right back. We'll be right back. Jeopardy, brought to you by Pornhub. Pornhub! <laughs> <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> we are scraping the bottom of the barrel here on Jeopardy. Alex is leaving. We don't know what to do. Yeah. Dear God, someone help us. I guess the thing that can save us is big black asses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take um, big black butts for 300, please. <laughs> Name the name of this big black butt. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> We've been canceled. Damn it. Oh, God. Trebek <laughs> was really the glue holding the ship together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Sorry. Back. Appreciate it. Oh, that was guys. quick. Good job. Yeah. Um, all right. Just reeling it back in here. So this this crying scene, I got to say. So I mean, Natalie Portman, she has to be on like the starting lineup for just all star team criers. Like real tear, like real tears. She is awesome. It's straight out of uh, what was it? Um, Tropical Thunder, Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you could just cry on some <laughs> <laughs> in any given second. You're my brother. Stop <laughs> saying that. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, Academy Award Crier of the Year goes to Natalie. Nat Attack. Yeah, she is so good in this, though. Yeah, she really is. I mean, all the emotions is like all in the eyes and the eyebrows too. Like she says so much without actually saying anything. Yeah, she like really hits the hits the tone of a quirky New Jersey girl like better than you could have ever expected. Yep. All right. So, uh, also Sam's mom tells uh, Andrew that Sam has epilepsy, and then shows her the ice skating alligator video that Sam was in. Yeah, that was oddly Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, like, remember the sharks at the halftime show a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. in the background, like, <laughs> just like waving their fucking arms, having, well, I was about to say have a seizure, but apparently that strikes <laughs> in this fucking movie, but you know. Although it doesn't. I was expecting an epilepsy attack and it never happened. Right? I know after yeah. that bombshell drops or later in the movie, you're like, yeah, you're, you're just scared of your epilepsy. Wait, hold on. Hold the phone. 
you just hear the record slip. Like, wait, what? No seizure. I just feel like, cause there's no like, and there's no, not like a real discernible. I mean, there is an arc to the story, but it's kind of like a. It's low stakes. It's a low stakes arc. Yeah. They don't have like a, a real, like classical. It's more of like a stream of consciousness kind of like, you know, mm. trip through this like whirlwind trip home where, you know, he has this epiphany about, cause he's clear headed cause he's not on lithium anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's another thing in this movie. It's like, you know, yeah, he's falling in love, but it's like also he's just not like doped up anymore. So he's actually starting to feel things again. Right, he's feeling emotions. Which I can I can attest not all what it's cracked up to be, folks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after this they all go swimming at the silent Velcro King's house and uh Sam and Andrew have a heart to heart in the shallow end of the pool because he can't swim. Which is banana land. If you're a rich white kid, you you know how to swim, or else your parents are legitimate, legitimate child abusers. <laughs> I think per capita, we actually have more swimmers in the United States than most other countries. And I don't know what that that means, but it can't be good. This kid went to a boarding I mean, school. I mean, like, yeah, exactly. You you fucking learn how to swim when you go to a boarding school. Well, yeah, you show up and it's the first thing. It's like here's your speedo, and then synchronize swimming. Yeah, and yeah then exactly. You in. Yep. Yeah. And then you meet, and then you meet the other closeted gay person that you think about for the rest of your <laughs> life while you're having <laughs> dull missionary sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they settle for less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Join crew. Um, all right, so then you also find out that Andrew hasn't been home since uh, his family sent him away to boarding school at 16, and he's the reason why his mom was in a wheelchair, wheelchair, wheel, wheelchair. God, that that Jersey movie's starting to really fucking kick in now. Okay, he's Mr. in his wheelchair Mr. after he went to uh, got a hoagie, a hoagie, a hoagie. Um, <laughs> went on anyway. down to the fucking docks, huh? Mm-hmm. Go to Wawa, get some water. Um, but yeah, but yeah, his mom, he pushed his mom and then, um, this, this evil dishwasher got tag teamed in, ran in, threw a fucking chair over his mom's neck, crippling her. So that's, that's what happened. Really? Right. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what happened. Um, I, it's the dishwasher's I, fault. It was the dishwasher's fault. It always, it's always the dishwasher's fault because they usually have uh, tendencies to snap necks. Mm-hmm. To paralyze yeah. people. That that sequence that was described was kind of like, that's like in a comedy movie. What happens? You know what I mean? Like, I know uh, that would have been a Scrubs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's like an always sunny scene where it's sort of like doing a parody of um, Million Dollar Baby, where <laughs> yes. like everyone just keeps falling on, on stools, breaking their neck, and I'm just kind of like it. That that sequence when they described it reminded me of that scene from Always Sunny. <laughs> Frank just, oh, shit. Yeah, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, immediately, he said this again, and I th- I saw the fucking minions coming out. Just, wee you, wee you, wee you, get the fuck out, run! <laughs> now, he was giving you the opportunity to run, Natalie, and you didn't fucking run. <laughs> right. Once again, yeah, that's a good point. I was up to 2% in my mind at this point that, yes, he is a serial killer. And that's what this movie was actually about. <laughs> it's the early Bundy years. He, yeah, yeah, he's got the haircut for it. Uh, yeah, the chin's not strong enough, though. No. Um, also, by the way, this movie was produced by Danny DeVito. Really? What? That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, so all this interpersonal disclosure happens, and then uh, Andrew tells Sam that he likes her, and she tap dances. So, as you do, as you as one do, does, you know, as one does in an protocol. empty mansion. Well, I mean, that's how I wooed Abby. <laughs> Prior to 2010, yeah. things were a lot different. Yeah, I like you, Tim. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Where are you going? <laughs> Hello, my ragtime girl. Oh, Jesus. You're one of those people that likes to drink champagne out of the wide mouth things, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Oh, fuck. Champagne flutes are for fucking, you know, those are for peasants. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drink it out of something that's totally inconvenient. <laughs> if you can't maintain balance while hitting on somebody and also taking a sip of champagne at the same time. Well... <laughs> You, sir, are too drunk. (laughs) So then uh, Mark, Sam, and Andrew go on a white trash scavenger hunt through Jersey. And end up at like a cross between like the Shire and uh, Perfect Storm boat. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of shit happening here. Like you've got Mark scamming like this new Kmart employee with like faulty knives. Method Man just... Has a hotel peep show, and then you get the New Jersey Grand Canyon Boathouse. So, like the the hotel peep show, fantastic. I actually am like wondering though, is that's probably real? That probably happens in hotels. Oh, are you kidding me? Breath of course, went it does. To that. Yeah, I've been in hotel security <clears throat> rooms before, and yeah, they got cameras on just about everything. It's scary. So they're just sitting in there jerking off, huh? No, yeah. I mean when in Rome. Right, that's a good point. <laughs> when in Rome, jerk off at uh, at grainy black and white video. I mean, shit, it's a lot better than what we had in the '90s when we had to go to the uh, the, the the channels we didn't pay for and try yeah, yeah. to you know piece the pixels together. Nah. Scramble yeah, through the scrambled <laughs> picture. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I think I saw a tit. <laughs> I think I saw one. To this day, I mean, scrambled eggs like get me going, and I don't know why. You know? I think I know. <laughs> By the way, speaking of tits and all that, um, that weird mustache guy in the sporting goods store, you know, the, the one like who got like suckered into the pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was he in? He, he was, was in married. Yeah. He was married to Christina Hendricks for 10 years. Yeah. What? what the fuck? Whoa. Yeah. Dude, talk about a mustache ride. Jesus Christ. Like, that guy? Like, are you fucking shitting me? Then she woke up and was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was on Mad Men. <laughs> yeah. Like the bustiest person in Hollywood. Dude, yeah. you could motorboat that shit all the way across into fucking Cuba from Miami. I mean. <laughs> Built-in flotation devices. Yeah. Fucking yeah. silver bullet motors right there, dude. You could run a current <laughs> through that shit. If she was on the Titanic, half half the people would have, wouldn't have drowned. <laughs> Seriously, it would have displaced enough cubic liters of water. I mean, alone. Right. Just throw Christina's titty into the, into the scrape of the hull. We'll be good. I, I, I do want to point out to our fans, a cubic liter of water is a, that's a strange unit. <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be to the sixth power. <laughs> that's like a thimble. Do you oh, no, think you could fit a, a, yeah, I, a well, liter's a volume, a liter's so volume anyways. A cubic liter would probably be like the size of a nipple, right? A single one. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I'm struggling to explain it. <laughs> Yeah, the Let's just get system. back to the movie, The Boathouse. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the movie, The Boathouse. What's, what's The Boathouse yeah. about? 
Um, you know, just stuff. <laughs> Things. <laughs> Chairs. Well, I was gonna say, I guess after all this, though. So, you know, after the boat talk, um, Andrew's wearing a trash bag, jumps on top of this rusty crane, feeling alive for the first time. He screams at the query, and then he kisses uh, Sam for the first time. Query. <laughs> Query. Quarry. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Quarry. no, he he queried something to be able to summon Something, this shit. Something's going to be querying this. <laughs> yeah. Well, Natalie Portman started querying his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just reading what's on the teleprompter, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, Go <thanks. laughs> fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> do, 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 do. Great show, gang. <laughs> All right. And two back next week for part two of the Garden State, everybody. <laughs> Will they get out of the Kiri? We'll find out. <laughs> uh, by the way, the gift that uh, Mark got for uh, for Andrew's Braff's mom's, uh, or Andrew, whatever the fuck. Let me just do that over. The gift that uh, Andrew got was uh, his mom's necklace that was stolen from Mark. So that, that was nice, too. Yeah, that... that- that scene at the end like really warmed my heart. I'm like this, this like stoner dude who has a terrible mom and like a brother that's that's definitely a serial killer with him because all they do is dar- bury bodies all day. Like <laughs> he's a, a heart of gold. Yeah, quite the adventure for them too. Yeah. Yep. He was definitely disappointed because he wanted to get meth from that guy in the boat, and then he was like, "God damn it, this guy doesn't sell meth." <laughs> Wasn't what I was looking for. Fuck, his wife's too pretty to have meth. Yeah, <laughs> she's just too many teeth. Is there anything in that tea? <laughs> he was looking for peyote. You always got to know three people yep. like through LinkedIn to be able to find peyote. So <laughs> through LinkedIn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happened. That's he where I really get my peyote. He's <laughs> like, okay, uh, boat guy, beached boat guy is. Three points removed from me. I've got to work my way through the network. All right, Method Man, number one, you're up. Like, So then that night, uh, Andrew cries for the first time as an adult, and then he sleeps with Sam. That's like always the, that's the always the scene in an emo movie. You know, like when they pan up from the two, like the two pairs of feet underneath a sheet where it's like, oh, yep. they finally did it. And I bet he was very gentle. <laughs> and generous. I bet he kissed her on the forehead a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too, stop it. Yeah. I don't like it. I do so like that weird. they didn't show I do like that they didn't show the sex scene though. I mean he, like Braff just implied it. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have added any value to see that. I don't want to see Zach Braff laying pipe. He's not John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he just Meanwhile. He just he just vibrates his fucking chin rolls fast enough to be able to turn into a personal massager and it goes <laughs> uh, so after this Brav and his dad finally have a real talk which is just too deep for our stupid show yeah no no chance nope that's all I wrote down there <laughs> the, the cliff notes on that uh, audience is that Zach Braff's dad blamed him for paralyzing his mom and essentially like punished him by medicating him for the rest of his life Sounds like a good. That sounds like a really nice family dynamic. Also, Zach Braff's dad is Bilbo Baggins. Yep. So yeah. Uh, and Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an awkward part where Zach decides to touch his father's chest, and that just did not convey anything for me other than creepy. Well, it, it conveyed it obviously on the dad too. But the dad was like, "What? What the fuck are you doing? Don't touch me." Yeah. <laughs> if I ever did that to my dad, he would punch me in the teeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Get away from me. It's good. <laughs> what are you, gay? <laughs> I don't know, Dad. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't been off meds in such a long time. I don't know if I am gay or not. Yeah. Good. This was my plan. Uh, wrapping up this movie. Andrew kisses a crying Sam goodbye at the airport and boards his flight. But then he changes his mind, finds Sam and tells her that he doesn't want to waste any more time of his life without her in it as they kiss and the movie fades to black. Garden State. And then John cried for the first time in his adult life. And And you get the Caddyshack music. I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Don't you just let me be. Who do you love? All the hamsters start dancing in Sam's house. Yeah. <laughs> cut scene to the fe- cut scene to them having committed uh, suicide together. <laughs> Followed by a gag reel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, this movie really went off the rails last minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie until the last 30 seconds. You guys want some trivia? Yeah. All right. All right. Here's the first one I have that I haven't already mentioned. Braff was able to overcome octofacial syndrome, which is a rare uh, congenital uh, deformity in which a person is born without a chin. (laughs) Are you serious? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck did I write down here? I just kept seeing like his chin chasing Steve McQueen down a street in the 50s when he was the blob. (laughs) You want to know what? I'm not going to make fun of Zach Braff for this. As a as a man who does not have a strong chin, <laughs> I understand his pain. He's still able to bang Mandy Moore, so he's doing something right. I mean, That's shit, point. Uh, d- yeah. dude, just vibrate the fucking chin, the chin curls, like just. <laughs> okay, but wasn't um, Mandy Moore? She was fresh off for like getting brainwashed by fucking like Tom Cruise, right? Oh, no, that was that's that's Katie Holmes. Oh, what, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> One Scientologist is the same as another. <laughs> right. Yeah, all chicks look the same. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gary Gilbert, brother of Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert, personally financed the entire movie. Wow. Huh. Yep. So Gotta he, wonder uh, why. It worked out for him. So the movie cost $2.5 million and they sold it to the Fox for five. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Who did he bench press onto a fucking dishwasher cabinet? (laughs) Break their neck. (laughs) Um, Braff held meat in his hands for the Dobermans to attack him. Huh. Kind of seems dangerous. Yep. (laughs) Um, Nellie Portman was a senior at Harvard at the time, and uh, she agreed to do the movie after uh, Braff wrote a letter to her. Wow. What? Yep. What do you What do what you mean? That... He just found her and was like, "I just want. I saw you on the street, and I want you to be in this movie." No, she was already. Oh, she was already. She was already a big actress. Okay. She had already done Star Wars and Leon the Professional yeah. and Heat, like a bunch of shit. Huh? Yeah, she like. She went to Harvard, and like when she was at Harvard, she wouldn't stop telling people about the fact that she was at Harvard. That's what everybody getting... at Harvard does, though, Tim. No, I yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like. 
she had a bigger platform, so it was even more insufferable. Yeah, well, thank Christ <laughs> she didn't go to Notre Dame. Jesus, that would have been 45 minutes of this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Notre Dame is the fucking worst. <laughs> it's the fucking... You know, the reason why Notre Dame is the fucking worst is because it's like, it's not Harvard. It's a fucking mediocre Catholic school in the middle of fucking the Midwest. And everyone who goes there for some reason thinks they're like, they walk on water. It's like, I go to Notre Dame. I, I came with Jesus. I know more about football than you. It's like, no, you don't. You went to a mediocre fucking school, overpriced school, like 100 miles from Chicago. Big fucking whoop. Go kill yourself. Huh. My buddy uh, kicked a McDonald's sign once. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't classy. I'm classy. You call that classy? This is real classy. <laughs> I used to drink beer in a paper cup. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That's right, Max. <laughs> um, and it basically rained the entire month of May when this movie was filmed, which was not planned. It's the last but it worked out. Sure yeah. fucking worked out. Yeah, It, it really uh, it helped out. to hide the CGI, the bad CGI, to hide all the fucking chin <laughs> flaps on fucking Zack's face. But, yeah. <laughs> that was the only CGI in the Yeah, movie. this was this was the precursor to Godzilla in the it 90s. was the quarry scene. <laughs> not the query. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, time for questions. Who's your favorite and least favorite in this? Method Man was my favorite. <laughs> ah, who, who saw some titties? Uh, who saw some yeah. titties? Hands up if you saw some titties. All right, everybody chill the fuck out. Uh, my least favorite, but simultaneously my favorite, is the aunt who sang at the beginning because she sucked, <laughs> but it was also hilarious. So, my favorite is. I made is you a shirt. Natalie, because she's so cute, you just want to squeeze her to death. Um, mm-hmm. And my least favorite is Gary Busey. <laughs> Good choice, Jeff. For not being in this film. Uh, my favorite is also Natalie Portman. Um, she's always good in movies as long as it's not directed by George Lucas. And she had just one of those rare performances when you know that she's an A-lister, but you totally believe that she's like this 20-something-year-old weirdo who's also very cute. And um, my least favorite is going to be uh, the Wormy Pyramid Scheme guy who uh, was married to Christina Hendricks. Good for him. Just because. Good for him. Bad for everybody else. Good for him. Just how IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems, we decided to make our own. So what would you be? Uh, guys, what would your rating be for a Garden State? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 25 Death Cab for Cutie albums divided <laughs> by um, 192. Two prescriptions for lithium. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, five chin rolls off of uh, Zach's face, um, coupled with or divided by, to make a fraction, three pints of blood from just <laughs> okay. slit my chemical romance wrists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, so in our uh, group text, Tim has sent a thing out saying it's like a death cap for cutie album, but in movie form. <laughs> very true. Yeah, it's, very, it's, you know. it. yeah it's, it's been distilled down into 90 minutes of film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this five dog humping thrust out of five ounces of first time adult tears. <laughs> Anything else you guys uncovered before we get out of here? No. I just want to say this was a good movie. I liked it. I it was. It a lot. I need yeah. to have a good, a good cry now, actually, after this. Can I need to take a, a shower. I'll send you a video. Yeah. Thank you. I'll make sure that I'm eating a cheeseburger at the same time just to give it yes, some effect. Yes, yes, I need it. Some texture. Half a cheeseburger from a dumpster. <laughs> Callback. 
<laughs> that wouldn't probably be frowned upon in California. We love dumpster diving out here. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up Ladies Month. Where each of our ladies uh, picked a movie and then they regretted it. Um, <laughs> actually, Lisa probably got out. She definitely got out the best out of out of the. Oh three yeah, no, she she got all fucking scot free. I'm did. gonna have to make her listen to this one. <laughs> so did I tell you guys? So did I tell you guys that like you know Abby told her mom like Abby's mom kind of knows that I do a podcast with you guys, and like Abby told her mom that she picked a movie and it was Sound of Music, and Abby's mom. Uh, said like, oh, I'm going to listen to that oh, no. uh, oh, on the ride no. home. And no. I said, you cannot do that <laughs> oh, because you will never look at me the same ever again. And it will ruin our relationship. She's like, I've, I've been around. Like, I'm fine with raunchy humor. I'm like, it's not, first of all, two misnomers there. Raunchy does not even come close to covering it. And it's not humor. <laughs> it's literally, it's just filth. This is filth and smut, and it's you cannot listen to it. Two words: knuckle babies. <laughs> what exactly? Don't listen. Knuckle babies. Yeah, I was like, I was just imagining like the because the first five minutes of Sound of Music is John and I going into graphic detail about razor cock. <laughs> oh God! From the movie Mandy. So now you need to watch that. Yeah, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Stay tuned for the month of March because we're about to embark on a saxophone, an explosion-filled month full of mullets, people getting too old for this shit, and Joe Pesci as we take a deep dive into Lethal Weapon. This is going to be my magnum opus, fans. This is the culmination of my life. Jesus Christ. I'm just going to have my fucking balls bashed in the entire time. John, these are such good. You're going to enjoy these movies so much. I guarantee you. They're so fucking good. I'm not allowed to ask you questions. What do you mean? I can't ask you questions about this secret series that we're going to be covering because you just get angry and you beat me every fucking time. That's true. I have flown out three times to beat you because of this. There's no other reason to come to Sacramento, so shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, we'll see you next time. And also keep an eye out for uh, dishwashers. They'll get you. They fucking will. <laughs> yeah, they will. The more you know. Bye. Deuces, Goodbye, fuckers. folks. <laughs>